Welcome. We are Barry and Catherine Cohen with Funnels and Follow-Up. Catherine, you have the Funnels and Follow-Up jingle? I, I don't know. I was, um, you know, I was trying for, you know, uh, having a little jingle in my head, but, and that's what I was dancing to. Um, but, yeah. Well, then let me put it out there. First, anyone that would love to donate a jingle to us, we'd be more than happy to take it. You know that that means editing on your part, right? Okay, never mind. Well, no, I could just play it on my computer while we come in and be you done could. with it. You could, because this is the edit-free zone. This is the podcast that starts live, stays live, and no editing is done in between, which means that eventually when we start doing commercials and sponsors, we've got to sort of take a break and say, you know, like, like for, for example – um, today could be sponsored by Jane M. Powers, and she doesn't even know it. Um, because can I bill her? What can I bill her? Yeah, you can bill her. Okay. Um, if you are interested in the Phoenix metropolitan area or on the east coast in Philadelphia or uh, Long Island, New York, if you are interested in improving your speaking skills in getting in front of an audience, go to cohencoaching.com slash bootcamp and attend Jane M. Powers Speakers Bootcamp. Coming soon to a city near you. See, I could do that. I could do you it could like do that. that. Yeah, I'm Let's sending her a bill. Anyway, we All have right. a guest today, Catherine. It's not yes, just folks BSing here. Uh, our guest is Marjean. We like her. We hang with her sometimes. Uh, Marjean has spent the last 20 years in sales and marketing. When you meet her, you will not think that she could have spent 20 years in sales and marketing unless she started when she was six years old. She's developed, uh, she's helped develop and grow a, a number of multi, number of, notice, number of and number a variety of, of multi-million dollar businesses using her expertise in sales and online marketing. That, that's a funnel. It's a funnel. Uh, Marjorie has a passion for helping small business owners uh, get, get online, create their funnel. Um, she does consulting. She builds funnels. She does the online marketing. Her business uses Google ads to create a lead generation machine for small businesses. So let's bring in from the green room. Yay. Marjean of DI Marketing. Where's my jingle? I, I, we don't, we don't it's, have one of our. It's buried deep you're, in Catherine's head. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting one if we don't have one. I mean, seriously, <laughs> chicky baby, really. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me today. I appreciate being here. Thank you for being on the show. So you are all about Google, Google AdWords, um, being on Google. Wait, That's before you go anywhere, before yeah. you go any further, I yes. got to get the first question out of the way. Your okay. company is DI Marketing. Yes. What DI stand for? Oh, my favorite answer to that is what do you think it stands for? Things Damn that I can't it. say on a family show. Damn, it's marketing. <laughs> Dang, it's marketing. I don't know. You know, one of the reasons that I did not actually lengthen that out was to create conversations just like this, because inevitably people ask you those questions and all it really is, is an opportunity to start chatting. So what it actually stands for is digitally impactful, but I never let anybody know initially because I like the conversations that's part of the sales funnel is to create that awareness and, and let people's guards drop down a little bit so that it becomes a friendlier conversation. And you could also get an idea of, you know, what type of person you're talking to, depending on what they come up with. Exactly. So I know exactly how your mind thinks now, Barry. <laughs> I live with Catherine. Come on. <laughs> I like people that kind of hang out in the gutter mind. I love that. It's real. It's authentic. Okay. Now that we got past that, Catherine, continue. So tell us a little bit about your 20 years not 20 years, people. She's lying. Look at that face. That is not 20 years of marketing experience. I'll take it. You know, I really wanted to look so young, you know, or older. I want to, excuse me, I opposite. I wanted to look older. And in my 30s, especially getting into my late 30s, when you said, oh, there's no way you could be in for 20 years, I'm going, yes, all those creams and oils and everything. It's working. That's right. right. It, it <laughs> is 
it has finally worked. When when we were younger, we wanted to look older. As we got older, we wanted to look younger. Someday we'll all look our age. So I was fine at thirty. I could have just stopped there. You could you just yeah I, yeah that was a good one too. You didn't yeah. you didn't look like you had any more baby fat left on your face, and then you know, but you didn't look old and wrinkled either. I I remember <laughs> I remember those years, all those years ago. All right. So tell us a little bit about your experience creating the marketing funnels that help. Yeah. that help drive leads to people. Yeah, so as you said, I spent 20 years in sales. I've sold everything from titanium. I've resold timeshares, personal training. I've traveled all over the world, really, um, in different sales positions. And I got really tired of constantly chasing the carrot. So I got into marketing and learned how to get the carrot to chase me, how to set up those funnels and get uh, quality leads coming in, as as I said, as a, as a generated machine, right? In okay. 2011, I had the opportunity to work with Google in their AdWords program at an affiliate out here in Phoenix. So right. my job was to onboard people, get them all set up, refine their campaigns, and then turn them over to the account managers, really creating that initial hmm, couple stages of the sales funnel, or the marketing funnel. Okay. Um, so I was able to practice that with a couple different companies, turn them into multi-million dollar companies and decided that if I was going to do it for other people, heck, I can do it for myself. Absolutely. Move. There you go. So began my entrepreneur world and I've been loving it. Love, love, loving it. It's awesome. I get to help small businesses, take them from kind of more of an infancy stage and really watch their businesses explode with revenue just from a cash generation machine, basically. Yeah. So yeah. You you said something very interesting, and then Barry, I'll let you get a word in ed edgewise. But you, you said know, you girls are going to talk hair and stuff. I'll just sit back. <laughs> yeah, we did that. We did that before the show. I don't want to bore our male listeners unless they're the ones who do blow dry their hair. Anyway, um, so you said something very interesting. You were tired of chasing the carrot and wanted the carrot to chase you. Mm -hmm. Yes, very much so. People interchange. All the time, sales and marketing. Tell us the difference. Well, marketing is getting awareness, right? Getting your brand out there, um, making it interesting. So going back to kind of the carrot example is if, let me backtrack a little bit. Imagine that you're on a treadmill and you're running, running, running. Sales is essentially you have a fishing pole with a carrot dangling and you're constantly running after that carrot, constantly trying to find new um, leads or, or prospects, qualify them, um, get them to purchase your brand, get them to believe in your brand. And then obviously, like I said, purchase marketing is flip that. Now the carrot is running after you. Um, essentially, the best way I can describe that is, um, hmm, that's a good question, Catherine. That really is a good question. Well, the marketing is creating the awareness. Sales is finding, finding the need and solving it, right? So right. marketing would be, hey, if you maybe have this need, here's a company that may be able to solve it. Sales right. is, we're talking one-on-one -on -one and I'm finding all of your specific needs and finding how I can solve those with my company. Beautiful. So individualized opposed to a very broad kind of sense. Now, someone told me once, I wish I could remember who said it because I would love to give them credit for it. Um, but since I can't remember, I'll take credit for it. Uh, <laughs> Marketing gets people in the door. Sales closes closes the deal. That's a yes. That's a great way to put it. An absolutely great way to put it. And a lot of people really have this bad connotation with sales because you had a lot of these, you know, used car salesmen and all those door to door people and whatever um, in the past. And sales got a bad rap. But if you really look at it, the best salespeople in the world are just problem solvers. You have a need. If you're calling a company, there's a reason why you're calling the company, right? You're not just calling them to have them sell you something. It's because there's a true desire there. People buy on needs, affordability, and want, right? So I, already, I know I've already want something because I've contacted your company. Sales is simply finding out a solution for that need or want. Perfect. That's all it really is. It's solution-based thinking. All right. And a good, and, and a good close of the deal is when the person that you are speaking to that the marketing brought you there says, okay, this is the right solution for your problem. 
It's not the most expensive thing I have. It's not the fanciest thing I have. But for you and what you need, this is the solution. So they actually need each other hand in glove. It's not one or the other. Um, sales without marketing, I think, is just being pushy. Uh, marketing without sales is shouting into a black hole. It's a closed business. <laughs> it's a closed business. Yeah, very much so. Business. Very much so. And so, bad marketing with good sales, one can ruin the other, right? If I if I have bad marketing and I'm bringing in the wrong type of client for the business, then there's no point in even having a sales department. It doesn't matter how much you think you can sell or whatnot, but if people aren't truly interested in what you were marketing or if you've marketed for blue when it needs to be green, you know, nobody's going to buy because they wanted the green, not the blue. Yep. It's, you know, you, they feel lied to. It also creates a disconnect with the brand and it can ruin a brand image very, very quickly. Yeah. And, and you know, that's one of the things we teach our clients all, all the time. Know who your ideal high paying client is, your avatar right. and speak directly to them. The other Can I add to that? Because that's a huge problem. When I ask people, who's your target market? And they tell me, you know, anybody. Anybody, anybody with skin. Ha, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I feel. And from a marketing perspective, you've given me nothing. Yeah. Nothing, because you're not solving any problems. So what I always tell people is think about your favorite client that you've worked with. The one that spent the most amount of money, that follows you, that promotes you, that believes in you. What do they look like? How old are they? Are they male or female? Where do they live? What are their hobbies? Do they have children? Do they have dogs? What do they like to do, right? That's your avatar client. I think people have a really hard time defining their target market just because they're thinking, well, I could do this or I could do that. Or who's your favorite to work with? Yes. And yeah. who actually spends the most amount of money? That's your avatar client. <laughs> details with that. Yeah, this is, it's a big problem out there. I hear so many times, everybody, anybody, well, it depends. No, it doesn't depend. Nope. You know, if you have two different sides of your business, fine, you need to have two different avatars, but really, really define those. And from a marketing perspective, the more that you have defined those, the easier it is to then go after them. You can write specific marketing plans based on their behavior. You can, especially with the online stuff, you can dive so deep into that stuff. And oh, yeah. only the people who would actually be potential clients will see your ads opposed to everybody. Now you're just blowing through money, showing everybody your ads of people who don't care what you do or don't want your services. Yeah. Right. And, and the people that have, you know, 80% of your ideal clients characteristics, they're still going to hear your message. Yep. Yes. And their, their ears oh, are still going to perk up and they're going to call you. Yes. You know, it, it's the people that have, 10%, 20% of your ideal client, you don't want to work with those anyway. You don't need them yeah. clicking on your ad. You don't need them, you know, costing you money, costing you time. You don't need it. So don't try and attract those people. I think that the, 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 um, uh, the example that Barry uses all the time, and, and it's a great example is I'm, I'm a, I'm a sampler and you, Margie, you know what that is. Mm -hmm. So we go to the store and there's the demo bottle of the hand cream and there it goes on and it's got to go on your whole face and every single one of them I sample and then I start to look at it and I read the ingredients and I see if it's if it's anything that I'm interested in because I'm particular I'm you know a snob and then the salesperson says it's great for men Barry or they don't know my name at that point you should really try this it's great for men Catherine's there sampling I'm there Looking, <laughs> looking exasperated and I, I, it happens all the time. And I always tell them I don't use product period. Right. Oh, but so, you should, because this will make your skin soft and make you look younger. I said, you're I, don't my skin cross. <laughs> yeah. I don't use product. And you know what? You also just mm -hmm. lost a sale because my wife is there sampling every one of your pieces, every one of your products you could have sold mm -hmm. to her easily. Instead right. of wasting right. your time with a hard no. no. And now they've lost. Because anytime you create a negative experience, that negative experience is going to tell 10 to 12 other people, right? Where a positive oh. experience, we're only going to tell maybe one to three other people. Mm -hmm. So not only did they lose that one sale, times that times 10, right? Yeah. But all they had to do was, this is the biggest problem I see with people in sales. I'm going to tell you what you want instead of you tell me. Yeah. Anytime you want to close somebody or, or get them on board with anything that you're doing, you ask questions. 
the appropriate thing would have been to do to go over to Catherine and say, oh, I see that you're looking this. Have you, did you try it? What did you think? Was it silky? Do you like it? Hey, did you know that this is also available for men? Is that something that would be of interest to you? Or does your, they can't even start with, does your husband use products like this? But yeah. you need to ask permission to start selling somebody. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot just go to somebody and start vomiting your information and your opinions on them. It is a really good way to get shot down. As humans, we create this wall. Anytime you're going to tell me to do something, I'm going to create a wall. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that is so me. <laughs> I will yep. find a way to make sure it happens because I told myself to do it. Yeah. You only can accomplish that through questions. And that's why you go back to knowing your avatar because, again, they have the assumption, I'm guessing, anyone and everyone is their target. And they, oh, my God, I, I can't I can't miss. I can't miss a single person who comes by my booth. And now you've missed like a ton more people. Yes. So it's out of desperation, they call it commission breath. <laughs> it's very true. They get so desperate to sell to anybody and they think that everybody needs this product. But in reality, the only way that you're ever going to sell anybody is that they convince themselves that they need it. Not if you convince them. So you have to ask questions. And that's part of the funnel. You guys talk about the funnel. The yeah. very first thing they should have done is prospect to see if Barry's even qualified. The first question they should have asked him is, I see your wife is really enjoying this. Do you use products? There's a pre-qualifying question that's, that's part and, of your and, funnel. And listen to the answer. Yeah. What what's yes. the term? You have one mouth and two year two ears. Use them appropriately. Math. Yes. And salespeople definitely. A lot of them really talk, but the ones that do the best are the people, the introverts actually who listen. Um, there's sure. I don't know if anybody knows the bank met the bank code, but there's B's, right? Who are blueprint or very structured. Right. Those type of people who are typically introverts as well do the best in sales because they follow the process and they keep their mouth shut. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Knowing, using one of those methods to also hear, listen, and understand the person that you are talking to. So how do you help with, with Google, um, with the marketing? How does that generate leads for your client throughout the funnel. You know, we, we talk about a funnel versus a colander. A colander means everybody and their uncle comes in and at the same time, everybody and their uncle goes out because they're like, eh, not for me. But a funnel is a system where you bring them through this journey and they come out the other end as a client or uh, uh, maybe a vendor, if you've got a vendor funnel, maybe a, a, a partner, somebody who is, you know, preaching uh, all about you. How do you generate the leads in the funnel? You know, AdWords is one of those very special um, kinds of online marketing that actually can hit every single piece of that funnel along the way if you set it up correctly. And so it, the funnel obviously starts with awareness, right? So there's parts within um, AdWords, and I'm just going to use some techie terms, but I'll try to explain them as best as I can. So there's a display network campaign, and the display network is just when you're on websites, there's always banner ads. Right. The banner ads, that's the display network is those little banner ads, right? So that's creating an awareness. It's telling people, hey, this brand is here. Did you know that? Um, and it only goes to relevant websites to your target market. So if you are selling maternity shirts, you would not want to be on Harley Davidson's website, but you would want to be on like parenting.com, right? So it's creating awareness, um, including relevancy. So only in the place where people would actually have the interest. So there's your second step of the funnel, right? Now, now that I become aware, let me start looking more into that. And you can look when you're on like YouTube, there's mm -hmm. video displays, right? Yeah. So when we're on YouTube, there's always ads. That's also done through Google AdWords, okay? So that creates the interest and the consideration. Now that we've started doing a little bit more research, we're in the research phase, um, that creates that interest and that consideration because, you're again, you're looking at relevant content to begin with. Well, that brand showed up on parenting when I was just poking around. Now that I'm actually looking at how-to videos, it, it keeps popping up again. Let me yeah. look deeper into this. So yes. now we're in intent and evaluation because now I'm going to search that brand, right? So anytime that you do a Google search, the first three that pop up are actually ads. That's through Google ads. And um, that'll hit during the intent and evaluation 
period, right? So you have a lot of research going on. Um, now that should take them to your website, right? right? If you set your ads up, right? Once they get to your website, you have one of two options of things that you can do. You can either have them on there and convert them mm -hmm. or they go away. Well, part of AdWords is creating extra steps. So most people know what retargeting is. Yep. Retargeting are those ads that follow you all over the internet. And all that really is, is Google AdWords saying, hey, you are interested in this. The company has invested money to keep our brand awareness front of mind. Why don't you go ahead and purchase? Because we know that you're already interested and you're continuing to do research about it. Yes. So it's creating that action and loyalty at the bottom of the funnel. So it actually hits every single part of the marketing funnel. And may I add, you for, may. Our, for our paranoid viewers, Big Brother is not watching you. You've done it to yourself. I'm watching you. Yeah, well, I'm watching you. <laughs> a lot of people tell that I actually was at a, a networking event and the speaker got up and said, you know, I swore that God was telling me to buy these pair of shoes. And I just started laughing hysterically. It's not God. It's, it's a good marketer. <laughs> it's marching. It's people like me that are telling you to, to buy the shoes. And there is a way to clear that out. You just got to clear the cookies. Every single site now says, do you accept these cookies? And, and that's why is because of retargeting effects. You can also do this stuff for apps. You can do it for shopping where, you know, everybody's done a Google search. Like I just did one earlier for a bookcase so I can get rid of the screen. And the first ones that pop up are products that from like Walmart and Kohl's and different places. That's actually AdWords as well. It's a shopping campaign. So you can create direct action, awareness, research phase. You can hit them during every single one. But what AdWords itself does, um, after you refine it, there's a lot of work that goes into creating it and refining it. But once you have refined it, it generates leads like a machine. Like my husband's company gets a lead every single day from AdWords, no matter what, no matter if he's sleeping, no matter if it's raining, no matter if the market went down, no matter what, it just generates. Okay. Nice. Go ahead, back. Okay. Yeah. Because I have a question now. It, it's completely outside of what we're talking about, but still relevant with YouTube ads. Mm -hmm. um, is the number of premium YouTube subscribers uh, putting a hit on the, um, what's the word, effectiveness of ads on YouTube? Because premium, you don't get the ads. It's still, it's still plenty out there. No, there's still, YouTube is the second most searched search engine. So that would be like saying, um, I have, I pay you a little bit for Google because I want more storage. So are people not using Google anymore because you have to pay $3 for storage? No. There's billions and billions and billions of users, right? And keep in mind, it's not just YouTube, it's other video um, delivery systems that are still using ads and still picking up the AdWords. That's the wonderful thing about Google is it's not just what happens on Google, they send it out to as many possible aff affiliated links as they can without getting too technical right, about it. Right. But no, it's, no, it, and of course, you know, of course it would have some significant, some decrease just because you'll have some of your target market's going to be in there. Um, sure. But no. And even if they do wind up all switching over there, just like we all switched from cable TV to streaming, right? But they still figured out a way to advertise to us. Yeah. True. Yep. Yep. So you're absolutely right. Don't, so don't worry about that at one all. One way either. or another, you're going to find your target market. Yes. And, and that's the, the key thing about ads opposed to, or about Google ads, opposed to like Facebook ads, Instagram, all these different sources. Um, not that they're bad by any means. There's definitely a, a time and a place for those and purpose. Not every single business should be on Facebook ads or, or Pinterest ads or Instagram ads, but every single business can benefit from Google ads. And you can dive so deep into your target market. I mean, I can get street specific. If you only want to advertise your open house to this specific street, we can get that specific. And only people on the street that are above a certain income level and only female who are interested in Yorkies only, but not any other kind of dog. I mean, you can literally dive down that deep with Google ads. You can't really do that with any, really any other um, online marketing sources. And let's, and let's dispel the rumors now. Is it because Google is listening to you 
at all times of the day and night that they know that you own a Yorkie and they know that you know you uh, you live here and you like the color blue, or is it something else that lets you know the powers that be at Google know that you own a Yorkie? So here's the thing about that: everybody thinks, "Oh, Google's listening." Regardless if they're listening or not, it's irrelevant because of your behavior online. We are all so dependent on everything that we do online, from paying bills. There's your area where you live to and home ownership to what you research, how often you research, right? Um, so what comes through your Gmail, we can even we even target people specifically through Gmail. Everything you do online is tracked, everything, yeah. everything. So who cares if, if the cameras are watching you, you can turn your computer off all day long. It doesn't matter as long as you have activity on the internet, whether it's Google, Bing, Yahoo, it doesn't matter. As long as you have some kind of activity, you have a digital footprint and everything you do gets tracked. Everything. Like I can't emphasize this enough. You cannot hide from it. Your credit cards get tracked, what, you're, what you purchase. So even if you don't have an email account and you don't do anything online and you don't have social media, even your credit cards track everything you buy. Everything. Yeah. Catherine. The only way to get away from it is that. I went there. She's just a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I encourage everybody to watch Snowden. It will make you paranoid, but that is the world we're living in. You know, everybody threw fit when Facebook came out that they're watching. Of course, they're watching you. They watch your friends. They watch your dogs. They watch everything. All those everything. Are tracking that's everything. How, that's how they make money. Yes. Yeah. My credit card. I did not even post that we bought a new dog before I started getting advertised to for puppy, for puppy dog food, puppy, all kinds of stuff because my credit card swiped. And now I have a digital footprint saying I just spent money $500 at Halo Shelters. Well, there's little spiders that pick up that kind of information. And now, oh, you need dog information. You need cat information. You need you need that. So I'm yeah. more shocked that you paid 500 bucks at a shelter for a dog. As a puppy. It was cute. <laughs> cute puppies cost more than, you know. Yes. About $200, $250 more than a normal dog. Yeah, yeah. With my little dog, we wanted to make sure that they grew up together because, yeah. Stick with mutts; they're cheaper. They are. Yeah, I was looking for another wiener dog, and they wanted three thousand dollars for a dog. I was like, just get just get a small dog, cut off the bottoms of their feet. They're wiener dogs. Yeah, cut off a mega half. And always adopt from a shelter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There's a lot All right. There, there's Catherine's uh, uh, soapbox. Always That's talk right. from the shelter. See, now you got to call an animal shelter and see if they'll sponsor this episode. That'd be perfect. No, we no, sponsor we the animal shelter because that's where we get our cats from and that's where we donate our money to. So, you know, all those political ads, Google, that you are sending me, you ain't getting a dime from me. Unless you're an adorable kitty or a cat or a little puppy or a little dog, you're not getting a cent from me. So, And see, I don't get any political advertising because I don't look at anything political, so they know not to even bother with me. I don't get any of that stuff. One thing I do want to add about video, because you specifically asked about video, something that people really need to be aware of. Um, Google is changing their algorithm. I mean, they change it all the time, right? It's not usually sure. a big deal, but they are changing it to pick up websites with videos. In the future, it will go to if you do not have a video on your website or a lot of videos on your website, it's basically like you don't even exist. They won't even pick you up. This, the algorithms are changing. So I encourage every single person out there Start creating videos. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you really need the content because those spiders are starting to change and they're starting to really look for video content specifically. So then here's a question. I You probably don't even know, but you might because Google keeps their algorithm, algorithm, algorithms mm, <laughs> secret. Are they videos directly on your website or embedded from YouTube? It will be both. It will be both. The more you can actually put it directly on your website, the better it is. Um, in, a, in a sense, linking is a, a very good way for SEO to bump you up in the ranks. So in reality, you do need both. But when Google looks for quality, right, because quality is a consideration, they're going to be looking for, do you have high quality videos that you own that are embedded into your website? In addition, do you also have links with YouTube because that's owned by Google? So they they will want both as long as you have high high quality um, videos right. in there. 
because this, this podcast, this show is obviously it's video and we have all the videos on our website. They're embedded from YouTube. So we got a ton of videos. I'm just saying we're, we're ready for the future. Catherine, we're, continue. Yeah, that's, it's very important. A lot of people aren't doing it. They're trying to avoid it and it's, you can't avoid it anymore. Yeah. You, you, you've got to be out there. I also think, I also believe that, that the video um, shows more of your personality mm -hmm. and it's always been said people do business with people, people that they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, here's the other thing, entrepreneurs of the world, not everyone who is your ideal client, who is in your target market, who fits the demographic, not every one of them is going to want to do business with you because name the list of reasons, you know, they just aren't. And, there's a lot of people who are seeking you out to do business with you because you're serious and they're serious. You know, you think you're funny and they think they're funny, Barry. Yeah, I know yeah. I'm funny. You both are funny. <laughs> Go out there with your video, with yourself, who you are. And, you know, and Margina has just told us and, you know, she works with Google she already has the inside scoop. They want more video. Do video of you, of the who you truly are at the essence, at the core. And there are nice to see that from me. I said at the essence of the core. I didn't say anything about taking your shirt off. You <laughs> said I need to be. Um, okay, I'll take and my shirt off. I said no. I wasn't called as that kind of show. <laughs> yeah, no. But, but in all seriousness, that's what people are attracted to. It's yeah, right. yes, what you have, yeah. how you deliver all that stuff. And then all things being equal, they want to do business with somebody that they can connect with, get along with. People love authenticity. And I know one of the first things people tell me is, well, I, I can't because I can't because my, my green screen doesn't look good enough. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They actually would prefer you to make mistakes. They prefer not everything to be right. Exactly, Catherine. It's because an idea, ladies and gentlemen. The whole setup cost me a whopping 20 bucks. An Ikea curtain rod and an Ikea curtain. And, and you said it, Margine. They want to see the mistakes. They want to see, which is the reason that we don't edit this show at all. No. It is what it is, whether you like us or not. Hopefully you like us. Yeah, I love it. I do love it. Something to keep in mind for people that I see them making mistakes on video is they they go on and on and on or they say a lot of um so yeah, like you know. My advice to people is when you're creating content, video content especially for social media, keep it under 2 minutes and get directly to the point. You will lose people like that when you ramble on about just Oh, you know, I'm sorry. It took me a while to get here because I was doing this. Or that. Nobody cares. They just want you to get to the point. Absolutely. So well, hopefully that's it for me. Let me know. The other advice that I want to give people with videos, if you're wondering what kind of videos to create, if you go to ads.google.com, that's AdWords platform, ads.google.com, or just type in the keyword planner, for Google ads, keyword planner for Google ads, they actually have a keyword planner where you can see the search traffic for your keywords. So if you want to know what people are searching for, what people want to know, it's right. just as simple as putting in a few keywords, boom, boom, boom. Here's the things that are being searched the most. Let me do a video, two minute video on that. Boom, done. Easy, easy, easy. Put up a keyword planner too. That's, that's the big one is they have to search for the keyword planner. Otherwise they're getting, you do not have to create an account for it and we'll try to make you create an account. Do not create an account because you will lose out on the possibility of getting some free Google ad spend. Do not create an account. Yeah. You can, I'll talk about that in a second, but go to keyword planner. Yeah. Yep. Look for ads.google.com and, and it'll take you right through there. Um, so Rated you kind of take a breath. Google gives you $150 for free. They will match you in $150 to try AdWords. So one of the biggest fears that people have is, well, what if I blow through a bunch of money? Well, if you do the proper keyword research and you really narrow down your target audience, then you also have $150 to play around from Google. You can really get a lot of traction um, yeah. just in one month with $300 and can grow it from there. And you know, even more important, if you 
don't know how to use her, if you don't know what to do, contact Marjane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. easy. She'll help you. I will. And I'm not super expensive. One of the things I was really focused on when starting my business, a lot of people with my knowledge charge a lot of money to get that done. And I just don't think that that's necessarily fair. So I have levels where you can do a lot on your own and it won't cost you very much all the way up to, I can do it all the way for you. And it's still not going to cost you as much as it would a lot of my competitors. I like to help small business. That's great. So. That's, that's super important. So you're, you're talking about emp empowering small business and helping small business. How does learning Google AdWords help a small business to grow? It can literally be your only source of marketing. Okay. Your only source of marketing. It can generate leads for you without you having to do a lot. The initial work takes a lot and you really do kind of need to know what you're doing or at least have somebody coaching you or have an education system that you can refer to, right? Because that initial part is the heavy work. Once you get it refined, all you have to do is go back in there maybe once a month for 30 minutes to an hour and just make small little tweaks here and there. Mm -hmm. But it just generates, generates, generates. Like I said, my husband's company, I still do his, they get a lead per day because that's what they can handle. Right. Uh, sales team, right? Because there is a cap unless you want to hire more people in the crew that cost. Yeah. Um, but for him, it generates a lead a day. And I'm in his account, maybe an hour to two hours every single month tops, just making sure it's still running like it should, that the ads still are relevant. You know, the holidays come up, I'm in there more because we're changing ads and doing some different things. Um, but it gives you real-time results. So you okay. turn it on within 24 hours, you have results. Every 24 hours, you have new results. So you can track it, right? And if something, rather than spending a ton of money on something that isn't working, if you go 24 hours and you see it's not working, you pause it and adjust it and then try it again, right? So it saves you a lot of money. It saves you a ton of time. It mm -hmm. helps you attract your favorite kind of clients at the exact moment that they are looking for you, Okay. Right? And it can be your only source of marketing. So between all of that, like to me, it's kind of a no brainer when people tell me, oh, I, I can't afford that yet. I'm going, this this should be the one you do first. Yeah. Right? You have a website, do AdWords. It will generate more for you than Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram typically ever will. Now, there's some people that do really well on that. And that's not saying that, you know, they won't. But this is something that you can control. Okay. Monitor and monetize quickly. So tell so tell me the difference, especially with things like people are doing ads on Pinterest and um, they're doing ads on uh, it, certainly Facebook. And I know that there, there are analytics on Facebook. I don't really know that much about Pinterest because I'll be honest, the, you know, the only thing that I do on Pinterest is we have, I, I made an account for one of our cats. That's Instagram. Oh, that's Instagram. That's not even <laughs> right. So yeah. So, so there's an account for the cat on, on Instagram. You can do ads on Instagram. Yeah. Is Google more overreaching, overarching, I should say, overarching in all of those spaces or is it, you know, if you're very, very specific on that, you know, you're, you're doing something very, very specific. That's visual. You want to be more on Instagram. Like how, how does one determine that? Well, I'll say a couple different things and then I have something I want you to think about. Okay. The first thing is, is in Facebook's um, engagement. So not their users, but their engagement, how many activity those users are actually doing is actually going down. Right. So you have a market share that's decreasing on Facebook. Okay. Um, Instagram, like you said, there's a heck of a lot of accounts out there that are for the puppies and for the cats and for, <laughs> The random things um, you also you can you can still advertise to your target market, but not nearly on the level that you can with Google. Google gets really deep in there. Like I can do demographics. I can do income level. You cannot do that on Facebook or Instagram. It's typically okay. done through geotargeting. They're a little funky about the demographics. They got into trouble with a few different things, so they had to change what they do. And now you just can't dive super deep into your target market like you can with Google. The okay. other thing I want you to think about is if you're going shopping for something, let's say you need you need drapes. And okay. you say, I don't want to go to Ikea this time. Where are you going to go? Are you going to go to Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Google to look for drapes? 
Google. No, to, to look for the actual item, and I'll, and I'll be quite honest with you, to look for the actual item, I'm probably going to Google it or I'm going to go to Amazon. Um, and Amazon is part of Google. So if you Google right. it, Amazon stuff, their shopping stuff will come up. Nobody's going to go to Facebook and go, I need drapes. Where am I going to go on Facebook to search for this? So it's instant reaction, right? Yeah. You're showing up with your products or services at the mm -hmm. exact moment where 99% of us are going to go to look for that product or service. Right. So, so Facebook, you're seeing ads pretty much uh, as a suggestion. Yes. Hey, we, we know you, this is your demographic and this person's yeah. advertising. You're going to see it in your feed. But Google, it's, I need this now. That's why I'm searching for it. So it goes, you get it. You meet, I love that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And the other thing to keep in mind, like with Facebook, um, the ones that do well on there are visually stimulating kind of activities or products, right? Mm -hmm. Or high high consumer based, low, low cost kind of products. Like Facebook ads got me. I have a, a wiener dog ramp that goes up, right? And even though I had searched for it, this was something completely new and they drew me in through awareness. And then I researched it on Google, right? Um, so those kinds of products that are, that are disruptors that are visually stimulating, those are, are great. Like travel products, things like that are great mm -hmm. for Facebook and Instagram, the world maps that you scratch off things that, that not a lot of people are searching for, but, but if it's cool, people get onto it. It kind of goes viral. Right. right? But yeah. things like a plumber, there's no reason for a plumber to be doing Facebook ads like at all. Like, okay. I'm sorry if you guys are, but there's no reason for that. You need to be on Google. You need okay. to be on videos while people are looking up how to fix the drain. Your ads need to run on the videos playing how to fix the drain. Right. Because you screwed it up because you know you screwed it up. You went to fix the drain. Mm -hmm. You didn't know what you're doing and you screwed it up. So now you need the plumber. Worse. Plumber. The worst went to fix the toilet and you screwed it up. <sighs> yeah. You need a plumber now. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So need based awareness base, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Top of the page. Everybody wants to get on the top of Google and I can get you at the top of Google and you will be the number one in the top of Google. How do you do that? Give us the magic formula. Okay. So what I do is called search engine marketing, right? The other side is SEO, which I've, usually everybody's familiar with SEO. It's search engine optimization. So those are the only two ways to get on the first page of Google. SEM, SEO. Okay. What's the difference? The organic stuff takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of content, a lot of linking, a lot of kind of networking like this. Like you put links on my side, I put links on your site. I'm going to spend so much time writing blogs and creating videos and, and all that fun stuff, right? And that's SEO. That's SEO. That will okay. lead you eventually to maybe the top page, depending on what kind of market space you're in, right? If you're trying to compete with the Walmarts, the Amazons of the world, you're never going to get to the top page. You're just not. Okay. Okay. Search engine marketing pushes you to the top page. I go into Google, I say, okay, here's how much we're willing to bid for this keyword. So when that keyword is typed in, I'm willing to pay to be at the top page of Google. That's it. Okay. So if you want to actually get to the top page of Google, I always tell people, this is the best way to get in front of your favorite kind of client because you're not going to get it to the top page of Google with somebody who cannot afford you, nor somebody that you would not want to work with. You know, right. if you sell to women, you don't want to be at the top page of Google for men. That's not your target market. But if your favorite kind of client is searching for you, you want to be showing up at that exact moment. So they see you first. Right. That's, that's what Google ads does. And that goes back to knowing who your avatar is, because again, you know, if, if, if 99 and 44 100 percent of the people who buy your product are women, why are you asking Barry if he's using skin cream? Yes. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. It is the single most important thing in marketing is to know your target market, your avatar client. You have to have a thorough understanding, even if you have two or three different avatars, because you have two or three different services, that's that's fine. Yeah. really define them. They better be completely different. And only talk to one at a time. Don't confuse people. Yes. Do not confuse people. Yeah, I hate those ads. You see them all the time on Facebook. Facebook ads are the worst about it because you've got a lot of people trying it and playing with it. You don't have a lot right. of experts in that field. So, oh, that's cool. That's a good suggestion. I didn't even know that one. So I see all the time, are you a man with, sorry, I'm going to throw you under the best, Barry. Are you a man suffering from male pattern baldness? Are you 
a woman who is also losing their hair? Are you, do you have hair growing out your toes? Are you this and that and the other? And there's so many different things involved. All you're doing is creating noise and, and the human brain cannot handle it. You've got two seconds to capture people's attention. Yeah. Two. That's it. So if you're asking all these different questions and they don't automatically trigger the mind of, yeah, I'm that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a no in there, you're done. You're done. Absolutely. So fewer, fewer questions, more targeted. Fewer questions, more targeted. Yeah. Last question for you, Marjean. What are the biggest mistakes you see people making in their marketing? Not knowing their avatar. That's, that's such a huge one. Um, and then me telling you instead of me selling you. So imposing my opinion on you, exactly what you said, like with Barry, right? right. I switched that to marketing instead of sales, rather than going up and asking him, you know, how can I help you? Do you even have an interest in this product? They just simply come, this is what I do. This is the features. This is the benefits you should buy. No, that's, that's not how marketing works. Marketing is you should be engaging, you should bring awareness, you should be intriguing and and really getting um, deep into those kinds of different questions. Right. So rather than standing up and just saying, I, I'm a plumber, I sell plumbing services, you would switch to the marketing to leaky drain. Husband, husband promised he was going to fix that toilet, hasn't gotten around to it. Call us. Right. Perfect. <laughs> right up. So you, you really want to speak to your audience and, and solve the problem, right? Find their pain. And then through your marketing, you identify how you can fix their pain. It's all anybody cares about. How are you going to fix my pain? And it's always all about pain. It's always all about pain. Yeah. They Even make the same mistake on their websites. You have to remember Google only cares about its users, right? So if the users are not having a good experience on your website, Google will bury your website. So for instance, websites that you get onto are pop-up, 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 or lots of flashy things going on and I can't find the information that I'm looking for. You are right. doing a disservice to your marketing and to your clients and Google will bury you. So clean, easy, video. And secure. And, oh yeah, that's HTTPS the other HTTPS people. If you if you don't have a secure server on your website, Google is not even going to list you anymore. Nope, they're getting all kinds of away from that. Um, and some a little piece of advice for the people who are building Wix websites. I actually love Wix websites. Uh, Wix does not automatically register you with Google. So if you have a Wix website, Google cannot find you unless you register it, and you do that through the back end. Anybody that needs help with that, call me. We can do a consultation, but um, you have to register it. Otherwise, you are not being found, period. And, and you said to call you. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, I was going to say. So I love email the best. The easiest, fastest way to get a hold of me is actually through email. And that is MJ, like Marjean, dot DI marketing at Gmail. So mj.dimarketing at gmail.com. I'm also a millennial. Don't beat me. <laughs> so text is also really great. We don't answer our phones. Even my mother-in-law makes fun of me all the time. She says, you never answer your phone. I'm like, yeah, it's not just you. I swear it's everybody. But text is a wonderful, wonderful thing. That phone number is 602-730-2274. The best thing to do is text me and say, I want to call you to talk to you. Yeah. yeah, there's so many people I, I'm I'm old. There are so many people I have to do that with, and I'm like, why am I going through this exercise? We don't answer because you know how many calls I get from Google and this credit that and this credit and the house. Oh my gosh, let's refinance your house, and I have student loans, and oh, they can consolidate this, and so it gets to the point where it just becomes noise, and we just shut it off. But a tax actually is a direct. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to get a hold of this. So. And that I'll agree with because they're trying to, you know, they're trying to sell my timeshare. I don't own a timeshare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we heard a rumor that you're trying to, and P.S., I'm not looking on Google for timeshares, by the way. Did you go to a presentation one time within the last 10 years? Oh, yeah. How do you think oh, we got yeah, 10 years? Now you're on a list. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's all it takes is one time. One you time. didn't have to go, but the fact that you were registered, even if you just stay at a resort that sells timeshares, they have your information. <laughs> There's no way that anybody cannot create a digital footprint in this world. No way. Yep. Yep. Uh, we, we used to have a coach um, and it, it, you know, it's it when Bar Barry and I had, you know, we're really just, you know, starting out and uh, I was all about, um, well, you know, I, asking for the sale and you know, people are telling me they don't have money and I, I'm thinking they don't have money. I mean, they're telling me they don't have money and she'd go, Catherine, <laughs> homeless people have cell phones. That's a they good point. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, that's a good point. Yeah. The, you know, they did a study about homeless people in Vegas. That's where I'm originally from. Okay. And, um, the One of the guys out there, they actually followed him around. He was making $360,000 a year as a homeless person begging for money. Yeah. He would beg, you know, in the dirty clothes and then he would change his clothes around the corner and get into his Maserati or whatever fancy car he had. Yeah. You, yeah. It's... So we're people all not talk to you if they do not have money. That's some that's a good point. People get that a lot. Well, they don't have any money. They're not gonna talk to you if they don't have money. They're not gonna well, talk to you if they can't figure out how to do something. So no, no. If they're telling you no, you didn't give them enough information. You you did not give them enough information, you did not do your job. Or, so or you're just not the right person to work with, which is why you're gonna put videos on your on your website so that they know you're the right person to work with. That was a ton of information, Margine. I thank you so much. Our listeners, thank you so much. Good. I hope it helps at least one person. <laughs> it yeah. helped me. That's all okay. that counts. Yeah. Good. Oh, good. That's true. So again, Margine, DI Marketing. Get the information out there the right way in the right places. That's the key. You want to do it the right way in the right places. And unless you're an expert and you can't be an expert in everything, you need some help. So get in touch with Marjean. Let her guide you along the way and build your business. Get the right people in the funnel and the right people through your funnel. So until next time, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you.